Hey guys, and welcome back to the Yes Means Yes podcast. As always, my name is Faith Nopshev, and I am the ARP Outreach and Counseling Coordinator with Great Counselors of East Alabama. On this week's episode, we have Emily Barnhill, and she's going to be talking to us about sound healing and using that sort of method to aid in trauma healing and recovery. So to start off with, thank you, Emily, for joining us. Um, We're so excited to have you on to talk about this topic. Do you mind just giving us a little bit of an introduction about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Emily Barnhill, as she said. I um, have my bachelor's in music therapy from East Carolina University. And over the past year, I've also become, or the past couple of years, um, certified as a practitioner in sound healing. Um, I'm the owner of the company called LED Sound Healing. I work individual-based and group-based. I also will do classes at local yoga studios, libraries, and all sorts of places around the community um, and have been working within the sound healing and holistic and musical arts for a really long time now. I'm 30 years old. I graduated in 2015, so um, it's one of my biggest passions and yeah, I'm loving it lately, so I'm happy to be here. Well, we are very happy that you're here. I actually was attending a sound healing class with Emily um, in Raleigh, and I was like, this would be a really cool podcast topic that we have not dived into before. We've talked about recovery and briefly touched on yoga to do with healing, but this is (laughs) something that's new to me as well as a podcast. Um, I honestly went into that class not really knowing what it was, but it said healing and sound. And I was like, okay, I like both those things. So sure. Um, And then, yeah. So for anyone out there who's listening um, and doesn't know what sound healing is, can you describe, you know, what is it and how you yourself got into it and wanted to start doing this? Yeah. So sound healing is a form of like emotional, physical, mental, or spiritual healing through the use of sound frequencies, vocal um, vocalizing or chanting. And sometimes I use um, recorded music as well, or music that I create myself. It's really relaxing, but it can also impact you on a very cellular level and help you, you know, physically like I said, emotionally or mentally. And so there's a lot of different ways you can use music. Um, It can, in terms of sound healing, it's very much about like the frequencies, about the environment, creating the safe space to kind of allow certain emotions to come up and then using the music or the sound to entrain, using brainwave entrainment, law of vibration to help balance and restore your body and help you process things that maybe you have gone through or even as simple as I haven't gotten great sleep in the last month and I really need a good night's sleep and just kind of allowing your body to start producing the melatonin or hormones necessary and just get your body back aligned into its natural place. Yeah, but um, I got into it uh, as a music therapy student, you're required to do uh, an internship to graduate. And my supervisor at the time, we would do co-led sessions um, for people with all different disabilities. But the first time that I saw her use her own set of crystal bowls, and I don't know if you mentioned, there's a lot of different instruments that you can use for sound healing. My personal favorite and my modem is uh, quartz crystal singing bowls. Um, And I can show you guys one at a certain point. I have one behind me. And so she used those. And in our session together, we were working with kids um, with different behavioral disabilities. 
And when we walked into the session, it was very chaotic that day. I think a lot of people were kind of struggling with some negative feelings and just heightened feelings, irritability, uncomfortable, overstimulated sensory-wise. And it was just hard for us to get started with the session for music therapy, very goal and goal and improvisational centered session. And so my supervisor like whipped out a singing bowl and started just playing and audibly breathing. And one by one, we all kind of just started breathing with her and kind of sinking ourselves. And I think it, it was very subconscious. It was just, this person is displaying a really positive, loving energy and they're playing this bowl and it sounds really nice and it's inviting and it's interesting. And I'm my brain is starting to go, what's that? And one by one, the kids without even saying anything just started sitting down, listening, getting quieter. You could feel the energy in the room shift. And my mind just went, what is this magic? I have to know like how to do this and I have to figure this out and and research it and decide to do it on my own. Um, And so after I left that internship, the first thing I did was look up how I can acquire my own singing bowls and how I can get certified and add this onto my repertoire because it just created this beautiful setting for this particular session. And after that, all the kids were willing and happy to do anything that we had presented to them for the rest of the session. And it just seemed like there is some kind of magic here. And I, yeah, spent the next like six months researching it and just kind of falling in love with the science behind it and everything. That's a really cool story. And um, I glad to hear that you were able to have, you know, an internship experience like that, that just opened your mind up to um, a non-traditional form of healing and recovery. So when you do sessions now yourself with those um, sound bowls, what does that look like? Like what would a typical session look like for you that you're um, leading? Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on if I'm having an individual based session or if I'm having a group session, does everybody in the group know each other? Um, or are these just random people who have signed up for the same group event? Um, I'm a firm believer that everyone learns differently. Everyone has different experiences in life. So everyone should approach sound healing differently and use different, um, I guess, treatment plans for each individual type of person and what they're experiencing. Um, So if I'm working with an individual, it's definitely going to be more catered towards what are the goals that they're having that aligns with their body, their past experiences. Um, If they have encountered trauma, is their trauma living in the body and starting to manifest itself into like IBS or panic attacks or, um, you know, irritable, quick to react? Um, Is it lack of sleep, uh, insomnia? things like that. Um, is it reproductive stuff? If it's in a, and so I will address that and, and we'll do a little bit of, I'll use some of my music therapy background to kind of help with like processing and talking through anything that might arise and then using the music to kind of help self-soothe and have the body remember how to turn on the parasympathetic nervous system, which I'll describe what that is a little later and how music and sound kind of entrains the brain to get there. Um, if I'm in a group setting, I usually try to have a goal in mind of what is the theme of the day? What's the theme of the class? Um, how can I use a general topic to reach the people in my class and 
also allow them to have an individual experience. So I use a lot of intention setting. So if, if the goal of the week is, or of the day, sorry, is strength, then I just invite the people of the group to think about what does strength mean to them? Where do they want to apply more strength in their life? Whether that means like emotional strength or like physical strength, is there pain or inflammation in the knee that you've been having lately? And how they can use um, like intentional sentence setting or um, using like a sentence as a mantra during the session. And I will use sound in a very general way using chord tones and um, certain pitches that I know that will elicit a comfortability and safety aspect to the brain and um, will help with just basic relaxation and lowering the heart rate and the blood pressure so that you can think about these positive things or these changes that you want to see happening in your life a little easier. Um, if it's a group setting where everybody knows each other, I do more goal-centered um, guided imagery um, where I might take this group to a certain place, present images in their, you know, out loud with my voice, doing a lot of like humming exercises or toning exercises um, where they are all using their own voice together in a group to kind of bring more cohesiveness to whether they're friends, their coworkers. Um, I do a lot of corporate settings and stuff. I was actually just at Duke University this past spring and worked with the women's studies um, grad students and had a really, really nice two hour goal setting conversation with a big sound bath where people were figuring out how to coexist a little bit easier within like the school setting, how to de-stress from finals and how to communicate their needs more and listen to their bodies more and using sound to kind of just elevate that, find the importance within their own words and utilize the music to kind of create a safer environment to talk about those things and a support system basically through sound. Awesome. Um, that's really cool to hear that you can kind of like tailor it to group or individual based on, you know, who you have in front of you. And you did kind of touch on this a little bit, but I wanted to ask more about it. How can this be used specifically with healing any sort of trauma? So we're, you know, coming at it from a, we work at a rape crisis center. We have a lot of victims of sexual violence who we work with day in and day out. How could this potentially be used in a, with a client like that or a group of survivors like that? Yeah. So I think that this is a really, really great modality for trauma because it is not as invasive, but yet it does really help to work on um, all the things that come with chronic stress, with PTSD, with anything that kind of shocks your nervous system. I think that people associate trauma with very big traumas, but Trauma can be identified by anything that your nervous system doesn't recognize and, and feels like it's a threat, even if it lasts 10 seconds versus something that's like this prolonged state. And trauma such as sexual assault and PTSD can linger for so long, especially if it's not easily processed, if you're not getting you know, clinical help, if you're not seeing a psychologist or going to therapy or doing therapeutic things um, to help process the trauma, which is definitely the case for people who may not have the means to get that kind of help, the resources. And so using sound can be beneficial in that way. Number one is just, it's a little bit easier to get a hold of whether, and I can talk about ways you can use sound healing um, in a little bit 
personally without having to, you know, go off and purchase a class or, or, you know, attend something um, and how you can use it in like a more gentle way at home. But um, basically using sound healing, what it does is through brainwave entrainment and law of vibration, it helps to bring your body into theta state or your brain into theta state. And that is where your body starts going to cell turnover and your body's able to turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. And what this does is counteract all the physical attributes of when your nervous system feels threatened. So when you're in that fight or flight mode and your heart's going really fast and your body says, I feel a threat, I don't feel safe, um, you're sweating, you might have anxiety, you're in the fight or flight mode. When you're there for longer duration than is typical for your body or you have triggers that keep coming up over and over again, your panic attacks become more fluent, your body stops remembering how to turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. And so then that's when it becomes the anxiety becomes chronic or the symptoms of PTSD become more frequent. And so sound healing helps retrain the brain to remembering how to turn on the parasympathetic nervous system more frequently by um, you know, being involved in classes like this or in therapeutic settings like this um, more often. And so that when you are presented with the trigger um, from a trauma or having a PTSD flashback or any type of emotional stress on your nervous system, your body can recognize, okay, I'm living in the present right now. And I realize that at this moment, I'm okay. And I can start kind of working through those physical feelings of that, you know, trigger. Um, and so just to kind of further explain, like, how does that work scientifically? Like, how does sound healing actually do that? Um, brainwave entrainment is the observation that your brain will start synchronizing through law of vibration with any stimulus in your environment. And so stimulus being anything that affects your senses, so sight, taste, hearing, touch, um, and your brain will go through four main brainwave states throughout your day. You have theta, alpha, beta, and delta. Sorry, my bad. I said that wrong. Beta, alpha, theta, delta. Um, beta is, and I like to use driving analogies because I feel like it's the easiest way to kind of be less triggering to anyone listening. And also it's kind of a, a nice metaphor. Um, but imagine being stuck in traffic and you have the horns honking around you. So you have that auditory thing. You can see lines and lines and rows of cars. So you have that visual thing. Um, you might be shouting. You might be more quick to being irritable. Maybe you're not on time. So you have like that mental trigger as well. Um, this is when your body is most likely in fight or flight. Um, this is a normal place that like all of us kind of have experienced, but this is when your body or your brain would be in beta state. Alpha state is when you're driving down the road and there's maybe like one car around, your favorite song is on, the windows are down. If you've reached your destination, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember getting here because you're in that kind of like meditative, I'm in la la land i'm in my daydreams i'm having like this really nice drive but i'm still able to work a moving vehicle and get to my location safely so that's alpha and then theta is right before you fall asleep or right when you wake up your body is saying i don't feel a threat around me i'm safe enough to be able to fall asleep right now and be vulnerable and your body starts doing cell repair um 
this is why doctors say like makes you get a lot of sleep when you're sick because that's when your body starts doing cell turnover. And um, so this is like the prime place that we want to take people to with sound healing. Um, and then the last one, Delta, is when you're in deep sleep. So let's say you're coming in to one of my classes and you've been in and out and in and out and in and out of beta and alpha all day long or all week long. Maybe you have chronic stress and you've been living in beta for way too long. Your body forgets how to turn its parasympathetic nervous system on and you just feel like, Shh, I don't know if I can curse in here, the fan, you're not like feeling good. And you come in and you start listening to the sounds, you start listening and doing breath work, you're meditating. The sounds using law of vibration, right? Two oscillating frequencies or vibrations that move at one time eventually start synchronizing and moving together at the same time. Um, that is what's happening with the vibrations coming from the sound of the bulls and the vibrations that you have in your body, in your brain, right? Every piece of matter is vibrating at all times. And so constantly our bodies are linking to one vibration that's in our environment to another. And so the sound healing kind of helps you kind of move from one step to the next to the next brainwave wise. And we're hoping that you get to theta state, hopefully at least alpha, but great if you get to theta. And then you can start using those positive self-talk, the affirmations, the mantras, the chants, the vocal toning, the connecting to the people around you, the tuning forks that help release inflammation in your body, in uh, stress in your joints, tension in your muscles. And your brain is saying, I'm safe while I'm doing this because I'm in theta. So I know that my surroundings, there's no threat near me. I feel okay while addressing these scenarios and these situations. And so I'm able to kind of release that, pull it up. And you might have those reactions of crying or sweating or the physical reactions of moving through a difficult situation. But, you know, that's why the professionals are there to help you move through it, to talk with you. And then you're able to come up on the other side. Now I talked about like the group settings wouldn't be that invasive, um, but sometimes individual sessions do get that way. Um, but yeah, your body starts going, oh yeah, I remember how to naturally help myself. And I remember how to turn on my parasympathetic nervous system. And the more time you spend in sound healing or meditation or yoga or things that give you that sense of brainwave entrainment or that sense of calm and safety, the more you'll naturally be able to do that on your own as you're walking through life and being approached with stress or triggers. So hopefully that answered everything. I kind of went on a tangent there. No, no, that was great. I think that that, um, even with having like minimal knowledge of the subject, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it kind of sounds like to me, and I'm coming from a clinical standpoint, like CBT talk therapy type stuff, very similar to grounding techniques, mm -hmm. but like a very, very um, sensory influenced grounding technique, which is yeah. what I always encourage clients to use. Cause I'm like, if you can activate those senses, then you can get yourself back into your body. Totally. So um, I don't know if maybe we can jump into this, but mm -hmm. I was going to suggest that to any of your listeners, if you love the grounding techniques and you love like figuring out how to get back into the present moment, humming is like the best thing you can do for using sound in your daily routine of mental health practice and using sound healing in general is just a great you know, side best friend for therapy and best friend for all these other modalities 
um, because of how much it kind of holds your hand through these more difficult scenarios that you might be living through. But humming, when you stimulate your nasal passages with vibration, it helps release nitric oxide to the brain. So what that does is it dilates your blood vessels, therefore lowering your blood pressure and relieving um, a, like a heightened heart rate or the rapid feelings of anxiety. And so using that as a self-soothing technique is phenomenal. And there's a lot of research out there about it. Um, so for anyone listening, he, any way you want to use sound healing on your own, start humming your favorite song to yourself, prolonged humming, you know, go through maybe two times through that song or three and watch it as it regulates your breathing by like taking in those deep breaths and then humming out or humming through your song. And at the end of a musical phrase, you have to take a deep breath to hum the next line, right? And then maybe from there you start vocal toning or singing along to the song. And then you are now expressing your emotions and allowing them to play out in your own way and releasing things while also lowering your heart rate and giving yourself a natural release of nitric oxide. That's really cool. Um, I know, and I've like always been told, you know, music is beneficial as a coping skill, but in the context of, you know, what you described based on what you just told us, it makes sense. Why now? Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And something you can easily do day to day. Totally. Yeah. And actually, um, there's a lot of research on pain reduction with listening to music as well. Um, so when you're listening to music, it is actually, especially when it's music you connect to and you're vibing with, like, like think about like when you're at your favorite band's concert and you just have this euphoric feeling and you leave like on a high your body is naturally releasing opioids when you, or your brain is naturally releasing opioids when you are listening to your favorite songs, your favorite music. And that opioid, opioid is helping to alleviate pain in your body and give you those euphoric feelings. It's also starting to you know, counter affect your serotonin and dopamine levels. And so you get those happy feelings and it is so beneficial in our life. And we don't realize how much music is in our life, even if we're not the ones pressing play on our phone or whatever. And so, you know, you're walking through the grocery store and there is music on the overhead and you didn't realize that that song was playing at the time of your attack or at the time of what gave you this trigger. And you have now this environmental thing that is giving you a sense of anxiety. And this can happen anywhere, right? With any type of environmental trigger. So retraining your brain to listen to music in a way that is gonna be beneficial is a great way to start creating a positive relationship with your body and your brain and how you are able to navigate through life. Throw in those headphones when you're in public or you know, tune out the sound if you need more quiet space and getting used to silence and what that feels like too. So there's a lot of benefits to music. I could go on and on. <laughs> Well, we really might have to do like a, a part two or something because this is all really, really cool information. And also just especially with the generation I work with, which is a lot of college kids, like I feel like music comes up a lot. Like I joke about this, but you'd be shocked how many times Taylor Swift comes up a week for me when yeah. saying things. Same with my students. I also teach <laughs> private lessons for voice mm -hmm. and guitar or whatever. And it's like Taylor Swift is huge right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's because just about any 
feeling you could have, she has a song about it. Yeah, it's relatable and it makes you feel heard and seen and validated. And it makes sense, especially with the way she storytells. You know, you feel like you're you're putting yourself in that story and it's like, oh my gosh, someone gets me and it feels great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely love to hear more on this topic. So we might have to um, meet back up again. But for, you know, someone who's listening to this and they're like, okay, that's really cool. I want to either do this or figure out how to find someone who can do this in my area. How would you recommend them to go about finding a practitioner? Maybe even if they're not, you know, in the Raleigh area, um, maybe in Alabama or other places, what's the best method you would recommend? So this might feel, seem kind of weird, but check out your local libraries. Libraries will put on programs that are free to the public um, to inform them of the things that are happening in their area. So they'll put on free yoga classes. They do. I go to almost every p- library in our county I have gone to. I'm in the Raleigh area, and I'll actually be in Southeast Raleigh Regional Library um, September, I think. And so about once a month, I do a free library session. And so checking out the library websites or even just like walking in to your local library and asking them if they have um, a list of classes and if sound healing is one of them, awesome. Also your local yoga studios. There's a lot of yoga instructors who will get consultations from sound healers and use a sound bowl at the end of their um, session during the Shavasana. And so linking up or asking your yoga instructor, do they have a friend? Do they know of anyone? Um, Also doing a quick Instagram search or Google search um, of sound healers near you. Um, If you are in the Raleigh area, I'm around. Um, Again, I'm LED sound healing. Um, I mostly market through Instagram, but um, I also will have a website coming up soon too. Um, But I personally will always post upcoming events to my page. So if there is someone that you resonate with and you've maybe watched their stuff on social media or you've YouTubed them or something and you notice they're in your county, um, follow them. I'm sure they will be posting upcoming events and things that you can sign up for. Um, and yeah, that, that would be my biggest advice for that. Okay. Um, I think those are all great recommendations. Definitely being able to get into local libraries and having that as a free option too is really great. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. you sharing that. With that, I know you said you're on Instagram. What is your handle on Instagram? Elodie Sound Healing. Let me double check really quick that there's no underscore or anything. Yeah. And for anyone listening to, I'm going to put this information in the chat below, um, like spelled out and stuff so that you can go and look at that if you would like. Perfect. Yeah, so it's Elodie.SoundHealing, and Elodie is spelled E-L-O-D-Y. And that is the Instagram handle, correct? Yes. And best way to contact you? Um, email, I'm Emily at EloDSoundHealing.com, um, or you can DM me. Either way is fine. Perfect. Okay, awesome. Um, this is the final question that we ask everyone who um, comes to our podcast And that is, you know, what is your message to survivors? I would say, don't give up on loving yourself, number one. Number two, you can do hard things. 
because if you're still here and you've gotten through it, you can continue moving through those hard things and that positive and negative can exist at the same time. Um, and it's okay to feel your feelings exactly how they are in the moment, but don't forget to remind yourself of your strength and your perseverance and keep striving to find things that contribute to your happiness. Awesome. Well, thank you, Emily, again, for joining us today. This is really, really interesting. And I think it's always great when we can offer more applicable tools to um, survivors or anyone else listening, because it sounds like it could really benefit anyone. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your time and everything that you do, especially in the Raleigh community. It's cool to have someone there who does this awesome stuff. And yeah, I... We'll definitely be reaching out to you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more talks, but this was great. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. All right. Well, to our listeners, thank you for joining us again, and we will see you on the next podcast. Bye.